Hey, this is the Young Vines. Welcome to the Low Key Podcast. This episode is sponsored by Justin's. Justin's creates a nut butter that's naturally delicious with flavors like chocolate, maple, honey, and vanilla. And if you have a sweet tooth, go try their peanut butter cups, which come in white chocolate and dark chocolate. So go to Justin's and enjoy a tasty treat. It's nice, it's easy, it's low key. Hey guys, and welcome to the Low Key Podcast. Um, I'm here with the boys from the Young Vines, um, a band in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Can you guys kind of say your name and say like your favorite cereal or, or something like that? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Shoot. Uh, I'm Caleb, and I haven't eaten cereal in years, but if I had to choose, I'd say Smacks. Okay. Smacks. Is this <laughs> the little like corn like... Is that what the frog? Toasted, yeah. Yeah, no, that's yeah, totally yeah. the frog. Yeah, and it's yeah. totally like, <laughs> yeah. he sells cocaine, probably. Well, he's like, that much energy, is this like, you're just going to turn your kid in. I don't know. Or is the cocaine a side it's smacks. It's it's like, like, smacks. It's smacks. I mean, it just smells like something's living on the street. Isn't, isn't smack a drug? It is. I mean, I'm sure. And it's probably in that cereal. Yeah. Anyway, that's why I like it. It's a lost Poyos Romano situation. Aaron, I'm <laughs> 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 My favorite cereal is Aaron. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, my name's Jordan. I play the drums, and Cinnamon Toast Crunch is my favorite cereal mm. of all time. End of story. Uh, my name is Aaron. I play with the Young Vines, and my favorite cereal is Lucky Charms, due to the marshmallows. Oh, the marshmallows are good. <laughs> I you were going to talk about your, like... You know, Due to I, the Irish Scottish heritage. <laughs> uh, I'm primarily of Scottish heritage, it's true. but I am actually doing that Ancestry.com thing in like a couple weeks. Do you like peanut butter? Oh. Yeah, exactly. No, they swab your cheek. Oh, so they take okay. a thing and they swab your cheek. It, because like, you know, everyone says like, ah, oh, we're a Scottish family. Yeah. I, I have no idea. I have yeah. no proof of that. Yeah. It's gonna come back and yeah. you're like Brazilian. Yeah, exa- well, like, exactly. And you can even have like a different percentage than your siblings. 90% Polynesian. What? Crazy part. No way. Because of the genetics. Dang. Oh, oh the which genetics. Which ones you choose? Well, like, <laughs> well, it's like more like that. Like, speci- like it's more specific than huh. just. Oh, my dad's 50, so I'm 25. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Punnett squares. Crazy. Straight up percentages. Mm-hmm. Biology. That's great. I like that eighth grade. Science, bro. Uh, I'm Josh, and I like Fruity Pebbles. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. I hardly ever eat... Actually, I don't know if I've ever eaten them for breakfast. But it's your favorite. Yeah, I just eat them at weird times for a snack. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. It doesn't have to be for breakfast. Good times. Yeah. Cocoa Pebbles know. is always good, too. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Turn milk Reese's Puffs. All the pebbles. Yeah. You guys, what was that? Uh, what was that one of those, like, little cookies? Oh, oh, cookie, cookie crisp? crisp? Cookie oh, cookie sounds crisp, like it was yeah. probably yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. The Did one you know, with cookie in the title? No, they were <laughs> they were whole wheat. They weren't even... They were whole wheat cookies. Yeah, they were whole wheat cookie crisps. Dang. <laughs> how does that even happen? So they're healthy. Healthy cookies. I mean, like, <laughs> healthy. That's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> healthy. Were the cho- was the chocolate whole wheat chocolate? I, it probably was gluten-free, at least. Oh, okay. <laughs> gluten-free chocolate? <laughs> yeah, there's so much gluten in chocolate horrible. all the time. Yeah, yeah. That sounds amazing. Gluten-free vodka. 
Did you ever notice it's like Tito's or D-Betty or something that markets themselves as gluten-free? It's like, oh, really? Or they used to, maybe. I don't know. Don't they use wheat for vodka? It's made out of potatoes. Potatoes. Potatoes? No, it's corn. And then no, it's no, taters. It's taters. It's, yeah. taters. it's totally taters. You're full of shit. No, you're science, bro. It's taters. It's let's taters. Go. I'm pretty right. sure. Let's move on. Yeah. I'm correct. <laughs> <laughs> this is how every band practice goes. <laughs> Caleb right. going. Let's move on. I'm correct. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And then he th- thinks of a creative way to flip us all off. This is actually a pretty good indication of how our band practices do go. Really? Yeah. Conversationally. Yeah. Uh, so tell me, kind of like how you guys started. The Young Vines, like, <laughs> or your journey into individually coming together and meeting yeah. each other. I think Jordan should answer that since he was <clears throat> us before I was us. Me too. <laughs> and, well, yeah, but he's the one that, like, called me or whatever. Buckle up, buckaroo. Now, um, it's not that long of a story, but basically, we used to be a band called, <clears throat> well, we, Aaron, and our former bassist and I used to be in a band called Capital Cars, um, which we played, like, a few different cool things around Tulsa. We didn't really play outside of Tulsa at all, really. I don't remember, at least. Um, we went to Austin. Oh, yeah, we played at Southside Austin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> some stuff happened. Basically, like, our, our former singer kind of wanted to pursue more of a singer-songwriter uh, career and moved to Nashville. And um, just a bunch of, like, other stuff kind of led to another. And um, basically, we were <clears throat> without a singer. And so... Um, I, one morning, after probably like a night of depressive drinking, I don't know, no, I'm kidding, <laughs> I, wasn't, I, I knew we'd be fine, we'd probably be able to find another singer, and I, for some reason, had the idea to text Caleb, who I've known since I was probably in like, seventh grade, um, <clears throat> and I knew he was a good singer, and, um, I knew he was a music major at ORU, so I'm like, oh, that'll probably work, and so I texted him, and I was like, hey man, you want to be in a band? And uh, he was like, yeah, I was thinking about getting some stuff together this summer with a few friends of mine. And I said, well, how about I have a band already for you (laughs) (laughs) and some shows lined up and actually we really need a singer. (laughs) Um, And he was like, yeah, okay, let's like get together. So we met at Shades um, one morning. It's a coffee shop here in Tulsa for anybody listening outside of Tulsa. and we talked about it, I told him our situation, and we got together to write one day with uh, Aaron and I and our former bassist, and then we uh, had a bunch of songs that we kind of wrote within yeah. a couple days, and so we played our first few gigs, and first show we ever played was like on TV, actually. It was like on a little yeah. local yeah. access news channel wow. show. It was kind of fun. We were yeah. actually promoting a show that we were going to play a couple days later. Um <clears throat> I think Jordan is a little bit underselling the fact that it was like, hey, you want to join a band? Great. We have, like, a few months of shows lined up, and yeah. they start and in, like, two oh, weeks. Yeah. <laughs> really well. So the craziest, yeah, the craziest thing is that they started, had, like, Backwoods. They started, yeah. Like, yeah. we had Backwoods, and we had Center of the Universe. Yeah. This is our first, e- our little demo EP that we made at Center of the Universe. It was, like, our third show. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> and yeah so we got that out quick. <laughs> we, yeah, we, we were in, like, and we Our first... Gig was our Guthrie gig. It was well, supposed yeah, to be was, Guthrie, but it got rained out. It turned, turned into the yeah, because Simon right. let us play at the Vanguard. Yeah, he, yeah. he let him. All and move so over there. we uh, right. we basically had it was actually like a week. So <clears throat> I think the way I remember, it, I talked to Caleb 
and he kind of agreed to be in the band earlier in one week, the week before um, we had to do this like news thing and play this show. And so a couple days later, we got together and wrote, I was going out of town that weekend to play guitar for a friend's band in Dallas. Um, and like I was panicking the whole time because I'm like, we have a show in like four days. <laughs> and... We don't have, we have like a few songs we just wrote and a couple songs that Aaron wrote from like the other band we were in. Um, and we formed and, this brand new band. And we like, and yeah, formed basically a brand new band and we uh, had like some covers we were learning to for the show because we had to have time, we had to have a time filler, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we didn't have a full like 45, yeah. 50 minute set. So we only had probably six originals at this point. Um, and which was pushing it. Probably. Yeah, yeah it was, we had more like five and a half originals. Yeah, but um, I was like in panic mode, and Aaron Watson's a hero because I called him after the show I played with my friend's band, and um, I was like, "Hey, so how did getting together with Caleb this weekend go?" And Aaron's like, "Oh, he's great. Like, we're gonna be fine." <laughs> and so um, I was like. Okay. <laughs> so we came back and we had one more little practice, and I'm like, yeah. "Shit! All right, we're good." Yeah. <laughs> we, I remember we all, all of us, like Blitzkrieg wrote. Yeah. Like, it was just like wow. fingers burning, like lots of rest. And it was funny because <laughs> the songs were all over the place. Yeah, they were all very we, different we had, styles. We had, we had no time to think like, "Oh, this is our style." <laughs> this, so is this is like guys, country songs and sound. like. <laughs> hunky kind of song and like and we had one that was songs. that was supposed to be like some kind of black keys ish one that I wrote but ended up really translating to butt rock oh yeah we haven't played that song in like a year and a half thank god <laughs> thank god I was tired of that hey, three was, shows was into play, it though. three yeah. shows into it I was like yeah that's a bad idea yeah man that's really I forgot about that song um, so completely from then on, we just kind of kept like writing some stuff, and we right after that first little show, we recorded a demo EP with a, a friend of ours uh, named Chris Bell. He has a little studio in um, <coughs> in Sepulpa, and you know it was it did great. Like not like did great successfully, yeah, but it just, helped us get shows and stuff. And yeah, we kept writing, and you know eventually started recording our EP uh, in a very very early uh, 2016 with Kendall Osborne. Mm-hmm. At the mm-hmm. closet studios, and actually, the the funny thing is, is like it. We had a bunch of songs, <clears throat> and we had like we were gonna, yeah. we were talking about doing like let's do like a fourteen song album. Yeah, and then, we had so much written, and then we got yeah. in there, and we yeah. were like, uh, these songs are like not super cohesive. Let's make like a ten song album, and then we we're like, uh, these two songs are from like Capital Cars era, and it's just like they don't really fit our new style now. So let's get rid of those. Let's do an eight song album. And then <clears throat> three of the songs came out, and we were like, oh, we don't really like the direction those are going. So we made, <laughs> so we yeah. made an EP of yeah. five good songs that we like a lot. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And so we put that out in April, and we played a lot of shows along the way in between, gone to South by a couple times, and played some festivals, and it's been a fun little, fun little ride. So. Yeah, I actually, I really enjoy your guys' music, Thank like, you. personally, like, I really like the Wild Lines, and I think the other one's Ride. Yeah, it's yeah, one of my yeah. favorites. Um, I really like the <clears throat> intro too, like to yeah. your your whole EP. It's really cool. Um, Can't yeah, change guitar playing. Yeah. <laughs> Just making it up. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And and I also I I've I've seen you guys live. Um, I went to the Vanguard show that you guys were at, and uh, me and Sam Westhoff were like oh, hanging yeah, out. I like that boy. Yeah, he's a cool, cool guy. Good yeah. Boy. So, um, but what? 
what what made you guys like or um or a better question like how how did you guys meet each other too as well? I I guess I already asked that question. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, like, but have you guys known each other for a long yeah. time or so, are you guys from the same place? All all from Oklahoma or yeah. different areas? And it's kind of a mix because like I have known Jordan um, from church from like forever or since like I was we, probably like, like, like grew up in the sixteen or something and he was like fourteen or whatever and then um, uh, I. Know, knew Josh, who's like newer in the band from ORU, um, met him when he came in as a freshman and like um, sort of like embarrassed me in theory class <laughs> all the time. Uh, and then, I mean, I guess Aaron just... Aaron was in yeah. Musical Cars and I actually met yeah. Aaron through our old uh, singer yeah. when we formed a band. Another thing is, I probably should have known you. <laughs> All before that, because yeah. we know so many of the same people. So like he, same he people. grew up with my fiance. Yeah. And like I would always hear about this Caleb James kid. I'm like, he, yeah. he probably sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and he does. Well, <laughs> he's like way better guitar than me. I met you guys because we filmed that like. Music oh, video. yeah, with Hillary. That was my old house. Yeah, I was playing with Hillary. Oh, that was your old house. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, because Hillary Claire. Shout out to uh, yeah. who is a fan. Athena Borealis. Oh, that's right. That's how you guys were saying Hillary Clinton. Shout out to Hillary. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna get political. I was like, whoa, 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 man. Hillary Clinton. I'm tell you what. Here's my view. It was me, Josh, and Anna. It was called fellow. It was called fellow kids. I just remember when we filmed that. I get that. I get that super obscure meme. I get that super obscure meme a lot. We filmed that and never used it because. The bassist was like super drunk or something. He didn't know his <laughs> oh, part. Oh, that was a, his. No, we shouldn't say names. No, we shouldn't. Nah, <laughs> the bassist. The, the, it the bassist. It wasn't me. Oh, I'm the bassist now. What's no, 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 not Josh. We just know who it was. It was uh, I don't know if you know who it is. And it wasn't the young lines ex bassist either. No, Nick. don't say names. <laughs> no, he's an old friend of mine. It was funny. Names. It was a good time. <laughs> uh, that was a lot of fun, actually. <laughs> It was a good he was night. A, he, was a, he was a character. <laughs> Whatever it was. Sure. Whatever it was. <laughs> it was a good night. Oh, fun. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, so we all, we all kind of met each other, and we all kind of known each other for a while. I don't, I don't really know Josh about it, so. Yeah. I saw, I, yeah, I, I, I think, shouldn't think the first time I'm, I Wait, didn't I you play you. drums at that thing? Or was that just yeah, Aaron? That yeah. Well, I no, think that was like the. Before that, you were playing for Hillary Live. Yeah. With that, yeah, what was that band stuff. name? Well, she would do her thing, and then I would do my thing. The Twin, Twin Sons. Sons. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So it was like this weird combined well, set I you, thing. I which was nice, because we both only had a few songs, but we, <laughs> together we had a set. So. <laughs> <laughs> together you had, oh, together you had a set. I played for her, and she sang for me, so it worked, worked out pretty well. That's funny. I saw you way before then with Duke and the Heartbeats, too. Oh, yes. I saw you a bunch of times. Yes. Duke. I was their stalker fan. Duke and the Heartbeats. <laughs> Duke and the Heartbeats. Was that? that was uh, my freshman year of college. I had... <laughs> Couple friends, uh, it was like a folksier, yeah. rocker rock band. It was a good time. You Sterling and Hans and some good times. We made it for like a battle Hans of the bands. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Good old at Das Hans. That's cool. At <laughs> underscore Das Hans. <laughs> underscore Das Hans. <laughs> uh, uh, Check them out. Yeah, we we kind of really didn't really have a a bassist. We would just yeah. have people fill in. Yeah. But it was a good time. Hans played mandolin. Nice. It's fun. Had some good times. Yeah. Super cool. And me and, and me and Josh have played in played in bands before. Yeah, we, we were just, in uh, Karen. Karen, yeah. That was 
That was honestly probably one of my the favorite bands I've ever been in, <laughs> besides this one. Just because it's like... <laughs> well, I guess wrap it up then, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it was just so different. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty weird. It was just like everyone came from like yeah. completely different backgrounds. We had hip-hop guys <laughs> and folk guys. Yeah, and well, and... Yeah, yeah. Sound engineers. Yeah, yeah. Well, much more like cultural diversity than in this oh, yeah. band. It was very. <laughs> well I might be Irish. Might be, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that was just There's no women, but we had all a lot yeah. of ethnicities. Yeah, a lot. Great. Most of them were in Dean. Like, <laughs> yeah, Dean, <laughs> like, Dean had like twelve of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a good time. But yeah, we were in that band together. So we've been in a band before. So like. The way Josh sort of got grafted in was our old bassist moved, um, and so we were trying to find ways to, you know, people to fill in for bass, and there was a couple of, like, kind of temporary fixes, and those weren't working out, friends that we had in other bands, because they were too focused on their other bands, mm-hmm. um, and then I was like, well, you know, I've played, played in bands with Josh, and he's a really freaking good bass player, uh, and I mean, I, you know, went to went to like theory class and everything doing music school with him and I was like well he's definitely smarter than me so I want this guy in my band uh so yeah so then I just you know texted him and asked him if he wanted to do it and he was he was game so he's slowly being more and more involved DTB down to band down down to band band. (laughs) and then suckering him in that's how we asked him actually we asked him if he's DTB (laughs) (laughs) yo you DTB down to, are you uh, down the base? And then just... We Yeah, it works either way. We texted him and we asked him, you up first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just said DTB with a question mark. <laughs> uh, then we can't talk about what happened next. And then just, you know, since then also suckered him into helping us with all of our, a lot of our media and graphic design Doing and stuff. Doing insane stuff. With he's very ideas. freaking good at that mm-hmm. as well. So that's really... Very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> cool. D- double duty. Yeah. So he fit in like a puzzle piece. Oh yeah, yeah. it was exactly. Exactly. It was what we needed. We needed a, both a bass player and a lot of like creative, visual. And he could sing. Work. <laughs> yeah, and we needed we needed more people to sing all the harmonies that I was writing. That we were like, well, who's gonna sing these harmonies? <laughs> I'll yell them. I'll yell them. <laughs> yeah. We can't just put a mic in front of someone. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone. Yeah. So. Yeah. Were you gonna say something? Oh, no, I, was, <laughs> I, was, I was doing that like, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, what What does music mean to each of you individually, and um, what motivates you to keep being in the music industry? Yeah, um, I think for me, like um, growing up, I was never like super encouraged to do music by like my surroundings I mean my family like my dad like played guitar and wrote songs and stuff growing up and um my uh my mom and him were both like they sang in church and stuff like that so like it I mean it's not that I wasn't in a musical family but like my friend group growing up was just like like it was all sports like <laughs> everyone was in the sports band. and no not the band sports uh, <laughs> not the ironic sports. band title sports uh it was all sport. Everyone played football, and I played football with them, too. So I, uh, you know, like, and music was just, for me, like, I played guitar and went to guitar lessons because I, I liked it. But growing up, I, like, always, like, I don't know if it was just a weird, like, 
anxious tick or something, but like I'd always have a song stuck in my head, and I was always weird enough to like walk around singing it out loud, uh, <laughs> like no matter where I was. So like people would always, especially when I was younger, I was a little less filtered. Um, people would be like, "Oh yeah, Caleb, he's that kid that just walks around just like randomly singing all the time." Like, oh that guy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> or or even like it wasn't even like the lyrics; it was like the guitar line. I was like. Doo! Like, just, I mean, just really... He's not crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of embarrassing. And I still, I'm 25 years old, and I still, like, I'm at work, and one of my coworkers was just, <laughs> their, one of their, their parent came in, their mom came in, and you're like, oh, this is the boy that sings and hums songs at work. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that, that, that's me. Uh, so, yeah, it's just, music's always just been something that just kind of naturally, like, my body just, like, always wants to be... I don't know, somehow performing <laughs> music uh, in an autonomic sense or in an on-purpose sense. Um, so, yeah, it was, it's always like been a very natural thing for me. So, like, songwriting comes, like, pretty easily. It's just all the stuff bouncing around my head kind of coming out. Um, and I decided uh, after I graduated high school, I wanted to major in music, uh, which was a weird choice because I kind of, throughout high school, kind of, not really put music down, but sort of like set it to the side a little bit. And I wasn't like most music kids growing up. I wasn't like in choir or doing like music class or in a high school band or something like that. I just kind of didn't really do much uh, with it. Um, and then just was like, you know what? I just want to major in music. This is what I want to do. And I'm getting a scholarship to go to school. Um, so I'm not going to have to like get in a huge amount of debt for it. Uh, and I did it, and it was a really great decision because I, I mean, it's what I enjoy doing. Um, hmm. And I have my I have my other jobs, you know, that pay the bills or whatever right now. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's nothing else I'd be happier doing. Uh, I mean, as, as long as I can do it, I will do it, whether I'm making money from it or not. I mean, it's just <clears throat> a joy, a joy for me to do. So yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, cool. That was very good, Caleb. Um, I will second what Caleb said. He was a very weird person. (laughs) 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 um, Was. Keyword was. uh, Very weird. uh, (laughs) Is that the keyword? Josh and I are both like, okay. Um, Me? um, I actually got into playing guitar first when I was like 12, 11 or 12 or something like that. Uh, mainly because my dad was like, hey, let's try this, but also because I wanted all my friends to think I was cool. Um, he wanted the girls, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he said he wanted the girls, too. Uh, uh, and he said, don't, there was, don't if, lie. If you knew me in, when I was like 12, there's no way I was getting girls. <laughs> That's a nice story, man. So, so yeah. yeah, anyway. Um, so I started with guitar, um, and I played that a lot. And, like, we, Caleb and I, and I think pretty much, actually, yeah, everybody here, um, we all, I don't know, as much as Josh, maybe so, we all kind of grew up playing in church. Yes, um, absolutely. And that's Every like, week. That's, like, yeah. A, yeah, like, that's a thing, um, if you're, you know, a church kid and you're playing, if you play one instrument in church, then you kind of, like, learn how to play other instruments, too. Yeah. Um, and so, like, I, I was playing guitar a lot in church. I started with, like, the little... Service, um, and then when I was in high school, I started playing like the big service and stuff. And it's like in that community, it's a really um, 
it's like a really expressive, uh, I don't know, way to, like, whatever. Like, it's, it, it's, it's, a, it's a way to express yourself within the confines of that community. Um, and mm -hmm. so, like, I, I got a lot out of that when I was in high school and stuff, not just because I um, was learning how to play guitar at the time and I was getting practice every Sunday, um, but because it was teaching me how to be, like, creative and stuff. Um, and also, I was starting to play some other instruments, too. And um, when I was, like, 14 or 15, I started playing on the drums a lot. I would, like, sneak in um, to the youth room, and I would play on the drums during the service. I would, like, sneak out of the service, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, um, and, you know, the, the, <laughs> the building manager would always get mad at me, and he'd be, like, you know, yell at me to get off the drums. But I would sometimes get away from him and stuff like that. But... Um, <laughs> Can't stop the beat. <laughs> I want to make beats, coach. Um, and so no, like I, I kind of started fooling with drums, and the rhythm kind of came natural, naturally to me, and stuff like that. And then I started actually playing drums during these services. Um, and then I eventually like got my own drum kit, and I was playing more than just like once a week. Um, and that's when I got a lot better. And um, you know, the rest is kind of just me doing what I really like to do. And it's like I don't, I don't really feel any other way than when I'm playing music or writing music or anything like that. So, what? He cracked a cold one. He <laughs> cracked a cold one. <laughs> with the boys. Just giggling. Like, with the boys. Uh, I tried to do it quietly, but it was like the loudest game <laughs> in human history. Um, so yeah, no, like it's just I don't, I don't feel really any other way than uh, I do when I'm like, especially when I'm with. What do you mean, these people? <laughs> Josh, Josh, you no, your table right has been revoked. Go away. Um, and I just, I don't know. I just, it's a really stupid answer, but I love doing it. Um, and uh, I think part of it is that the part of the reason that we're all pursuing this so hard, especially me, is that I don't want a real job. <laughs> um, so I have a real job right now, and it's great, and it gives me money, but I don't want a real job, so, um, a proper job. I think, a proper job, <laughs> um, I think whatever, uh, gives me the potential of not having a nine to five, uh, in an office, um, is something I am definitely interested in, and the fact that I get to combine it, potentially, with something I really, really like doing, and that I'm passionate about, and that I devote a lot of time to, um, as far as, like, you know, crafting my, or working on my craft, and my skill, and stuff like mm. that. Plus, I like these guys a lot. So you mean these? They're okay. We're going to get another beer on that now. <laughs> I like that answer. Uh, my music story started when I was like I was like 12, and I had a bunch of friends in my neighborhood, and I like went over to one of my buddies' house, and he's like, hey, nerd, we're going to play bass today. And so he like got his guitar, and our other buddy got his guitar, and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll learn how to play bass, you know? So started playing, and... Like, I remember after a while, that was Woo! beautiful. <laughs> we got, like, good enough, went down to the garage, you know, like, turned the amps on, you know, we started playing. And then, like, wasn't that long before, like, a group of girls showed up. And I didn't know that was going to happen. 
Yeah. Randomly? No, they were in the neighborhood. They were like people that just walked in our neighborhood, right? Interesting. Yeah. And I remember, I just like... <laughs> I don't know. This, this sounds like a story I would have made up when I was 12. No. Can I move to this neighborhood? I remember, that's where I grew up. It's, uh, it's so that groups of girls. How old were you? 12. Caleb, you want to move? Okay, okay. Caleb just really wants 12-year-old girls. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Disclaimer, no. Remember, we all, like, looked at each other. It's like, holy crap. I didn't know that was going to happen. So, um, I, like, I played a ton of music all through there. I'm, like, red. I'm embarrassed now. Um, Oh, you're embarrassed. (laughs) You're not the one who... Reference 12-year-old girl. <laughs> In relation to Caleb. Disclaimer, number two. No! <laughs> Continue. Yeah. So I, um, I, I played in bands. On this episode of Loki. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Pedophilia. Oh, my God. It's like closer than you think. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Musician and pedophilia? Is there a link? Is this like 60 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> God, I called Diane Summers. Low key is she minutes. on 60 minutes or did I just click? <laughs> <laughs> Who's Diane Isn't that a Wonder Woman? I'm just kidding. No, no. no. Oh, that's Diane Awesome. That was a joke. Galga that was a joke. Oh. Galga? Oh. A better name? Galga Boot. Oh, Galga Doe? Yeah. No, I meant like. Galga Doe? What's, what's <laughs> Wonder Woman's like uh, what? Clark Kent name? Oh, Diana, oh. isn't it? Diana. Diana. Yeah, that's like her Diana. actual name, though, right? Yeah, they're, they're actual names like Yeah, Diana. I guess it's... Well, yeah, I mean, Clark, yeah, Superman's Clark. actual name is Clark Kent. Well, Diana's a yeah, little less conspicuous than Kal-El. She's a great god. Oh, I guess Kal-El is Superman's real name. Yeah, Anyways, I, he probably didn't yeah. know that for a while, though. There she a needs a secret identity is the point, I think, we're trying to make. Back to Aaron did music for girls. Well, I fell in love with it and started playing in bands and eventually did not become about the girls. And so I played in bands like since I was like 12, you know, mm. and um, been playing all through the Tulsa music scene. I grew up kind of in like metal and like death metal, hardcore. Nice. Yeah, that's where I started, you know. Yeah. And I played in that all through high school, and I I loved it so much. I I'd play guitar like for about like eight hours a day, and um, it's the only thing I liked. And my mom was the principal at a high school that was all online, and she was like, "Hey, do you want to leave?" jinx and just do this so you can pursue music more and i was like that's a hundred percent what i want to do coolest mom ever yeah Yeah. exactly i got really lucky there and so my mom enrolled me in this online high school that she was the principal for and i uh so i was able to like really pursue that all through high school and it got me like a lot better and i was able to play around a lot with a bunch of different bands and uh and then i got into college and then i got like I somehow miraculously got into college, and um, <laughs> I, I kind of like was like, oh man, I gotta like put this to the side for a minute. I gotta focus on like real world stuff, you know. It's like, man, how am I gonna get through this way? So I kind of I when Ka- Caleb put it down a little bit in high school, I put it down a little bit in college. Like focus more on uh, finance and business degree and stuff like that. And I got out and I tried this band. Or I didn't start this band. I joined this band. And I was like. Oh my gosh, I, I want to I started this band. <laughs> and uh, I've just been doing it ever since then. It feels so right, like what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah, so I started playing bass because my friends wanted to start a band. And I wanted to play drums, but they were like, no, you got to play bass. <laughs> oh. I'm like, 
all right, I guess we'll do this. And then uh, I actually really enjoyed it, so it worked out. But uh, I played in church like every week, whatever. My dad was the pastor, so it's like a, a bit of recruiting. But it was also a really good place to like just like, I probably sucked at first. Like <laughs> I literally started playing like weeks into learning the bass, like playing every Sunday. So I must have been pretty bad at first. But it got me good quickly. Uh, so um, I was like a lot, I'd say I was probably a lot more serious about music in high school because I was in like choirs and like jazz band and I quit sports to play marching band and uh, well, Santa is a world champion water polo player. I was. Mm-hmm. What, what? I was varsity. Varsity. <laughs> <laughs> but that didn't mean much at uh, Muhlenberg with an H. Muhlenberg. I went to Muhlenberg High School and it was M-U-H-L-N-Berg instead of... That we're the mules, M U H L S. No, it was in Pennsylvania. So I'm from Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah. I moved out here for college. Uh, and we trapped him. Good old or you. And yeah, now no, no I'm here. Here There wasn't much of like a music market in my hometown, mm-hmm. Reading, Pennsylvania. But uh, uh, so I came to ORU and originally with a music major, and then I ended up switching to graphic design. But there was nothing they could teach him. <laughs> That's not entirely true. No, I did kidding. spend my first semester doing some classes that I probably should have jumped ahead a little bit, but yeah. uh, it helped because I was like, oh, you know, maybe I should do something else so I can like keep doing music but have something to fall back on or do, really just do in tangent. So uh, it was nice to do design because I could mix it with my passion for music. and mm-hmm. So I started I started playing with bands in... in, in uh, in college, so I didn't really. We had, I was in this band with my friends called Code Red after the Mountain Dew, but it wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't very serious, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> That's um, beautiful. But yeah, so it was in college that we'd start, uh, you know, doing bands and, and that sort of thing, and uh, met Caleb, ended up briefly meeting Aaron and Jordan. Uh, hmm. And then, so, when, uh, well, I was in my last semester of college, and it's probably a good time to be asked to join a band, because I was about to graduate. And Same time I was asked. I had a pretty good job that could... I'm just waiting at, like, ORU, and <laughs> seeing who's about to graduate, going down a list, and seeing who plays music. And I'm you like, play yep, synth? Yep. Yeah, I'm going to meet a band. We need a triangle player next. Take an application. A triangle player. <laughs> Are we do, we do though. Part? Anyone listening, we need a triangle player stat. I heard you play a mean harmonica, boy. And more cowbell. <laughs> more, yeah. More cowbell. I got a zebra. I don't uh, cowbell. Anymore. Yeah, so it was a good time to join the band, and uh, I was kind of looking to do something after I graduated, something more creative musically, because um, I hadn't really stretched those muscles in a while, just played on my own, just for fun, at church and stuff, so... Uh, yeah, so it's been really fun. Let's get awesome. back on the base. That's really cool. I I like all your interesting stories. I think they're fun to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> um, what what would you say is as musicians is the biggest struggles struggle you guys have or struggles you have as being musicians? Hmm. I think personally, for you know, at this stage in our you know quote unquote career, um, whatever you want to call it, is that we are, um, like we're all working adults, <laughs> um, 
and it's like it's easy to get together and write songs. It's easy to get together and rehearse for shows. It's easy to play shows when they're you know relatively close to us. But it's a little more of a task to go out and do stuff like a tour or go out and do stuff like even playing in a farther city or something like that. Um, I think just the fact that like we're we're adults and we have responsibilities and stuff is it, it's probably the biggest challenge in my view. But. Yeah. At this point, there's not a ton of money in it. I hear yeah. that continues to be a problem forever. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> in the meantime, it's like we still got bills to do. So you got to do yeah. big boy stuff. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I think for me, like, like primarily having uh, the bulk of the songwriting duties, um, I think the hardest part is sort of like discovering or like uh, forming and like like strengthening like an identity as a band um, because I mean there's good songs in any genre or any style of band or any uh, new thing that a band tries to do or some new territory that no band has you know done before and they're like um, becoming something new and setting a trend or something um, but the identity is like why most people are gravi- you know, like gravitate towards a band. Um, they want to feel some certain kind of way, uh, identify with a certain type of people, uh, a certain aesthetic, a certain um, like identity and stuff. What What do you think for you guys? Your What message are you trying to get across to people when they hear your music? Um, and like, what would you want them to hear? Yeah, um, I think, uh, man, it's the majority of, it's weird to kind of like answer a question like that when you have like five songs released and eight songs in the works. Like, uh, you're asking me like what identity's more malleable than I'd like it to be. But I mean, as far as like what, I'm wanting to express. I think a lot of the content is sort of like, um, so far more like relationally based, but more having to do with like, there's a lot of uh, like just hard, <laughs> hard stuff, mo- mostly unexpected stuff. I think that's a lot of the, the content is like the hardness, um, the hardship and like the struggle uh, in most of my songs is coming out of like a very unexpected kind of a sense. It's not like, oh, this has just been a thing that's been sucking in my life for a long time. It's like a really unexpected thing that just like kind of rocks your whole world and shakes your paradigm. Like mm. a very unexpected breakup or an unexpected like death or an unexpected um, like need. Um, that someone in your life has that you like didn't know they needed uh, and you can't fulfill that for them and it sucks. Um, that's sort of the, I think the main message in a lot of them is like when there's unexpected stuff that happens and it's really shocking um, and it sucks, there's like still hope and like whether things are planned or not planned, that's sort of how life that's, that's how life happens. I mean, there's not everything happens slowly. Sometimes it just happens all at once. Um, and your preparedness for that is like music as well. 
That is cool. How 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 have you guys seen kind of the Tulsa music scene grow? Because you guys grown up in in it, mm-hmm. um, and um, what well, how does it differ from different music scenes or cities you've been to so far? Um, yeah, yeah. Very, very I'd good. say Aaron has a good answer for this. I've been in it for a long time. Um, I remember going to shows with the Pink Eye when I was a little kid, you know, and watching all these punk bands and hardcore bands and stuff. But uh, I, I just noticed um, it's moved so much that so many, I, I feel like a lot of people who are really active in the scene now kind of came up in that DIY, really raw part of the Tulsa music scene like 10 years ago when it was sort of like just coming up and forming, you know yeah. what I mean? And so they've taken some of that energy and experience and that bootstrappingness, I guess you'd call it, and uh, refined it and turned it into something cool and new, you know? And they're able to take that work ethic and all of that creativity and they're able to actually put it towards like very cool things. I, that's very cool things. But um, <laughs> I, it's definitely grown like exponentially in in this really. I shouldn't be surprised, but surprising way, because you know everyone talked crap about Tulsa when we were in high school. It was like, oh, you know, it's this dumb Tulsa music scene. You know, there's yeah. no one in it. And then now it's like, wow, it's actually starting to become something. It's it's neat. It's very different compared to you know other places we've been to. It feels like something is sort of raw and just starting to cook here. Yeah. Just starting to come around and reach some sort of maturity. It's it's been it's been neat. There's I mean there's a trend I've been noticing with um like touring bands coming to the Vanguard and local bands doing like their E P release or whatever at the Vanguard. Like the Vanguard's been uh selling like three hundred and fifty to four hundred tickets on like it, from what I've noticed more often which is crazy that that many people are going to shows in Tulsa. And two or three years ago, um, it, you'd be lucky if you were putting on a show at the Vanguard and you'd get like 100 people. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't necessarily know like what the cause of it is. Like I know like Anthony Castleberry is bringing a lot of hardcore bands and punk bands in and stuff like that. Um, and he promotes like the floor shows they do there pretty well. Um, but, you know, these like these album releases and these EP releases I've been seeing have been getting, like, a lot of people going. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know, like, there's definitely been a change, in, especially in the last few years. Um, but it's it's definitely for the better. Yeah, it's starting yeah. to feel real. I think yeah. people just, like, really like music in Tulsa. It's, like, a very, uh, like, a heritage thing. Like you, I mean, you'll go see, like, a big band. I remember I saw, uh, I saw Broken Bells, and they played their show, and they were like, they literally said, they were like, they were like, wow, we're going to come back to Tulsa. Like, they weren't anticipating anyone caring or, like, knowing them in Tulsa. Can can you tell the Broken Bells story after he's done? Uh, um, And then, like, uh, well, I mean, Jack White came for his Lazaretto tour, and he chose Tulsa to be his first show, so it's just like, there is something about the, the community here that that yeah. just loves music and he like has a house here too I think yeah that's what I've heard like a, <laughs> some downtown it? sightings yeah probably in Midtown it's my guess well he uh, Larry knows his realtor I guess and he lives at uh, probably <laughs> 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 yeah we don't need 
didn't say anymore, probably. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Jack. Uh, <laughs> we know your whereabouts. We don't want to be on your bad side. Um, but, I mean, even, like, I feel like there's, like, a bunch of bands. Not a bunch, but, like, there's just bands that are, like, kind of hitting mainstream appeal, and they're, like, from Tulsa. I mean, yeah. I mean, even, like, uh, oh, what's that band? Uh, too late to apologize. What's that band? Beautiful. Oh, uh, oh, I mean, even. I mean, we. He he went to school uh, in Tulsa. I know like you. Yeah, and so I mean, recently there's a few bands that uh, have kind of hit it mainstream a little bit, and like Bronco's doing really um, well. It's just like I don't know. Yeah, like Aaron said, it's like there's a lot of potential. I always tell people like I like Tulsa because, uh, like the city itself, it's just. It's grown so much the four years I've been here, yeah. and like I just like think it's just gonna keep getting better. I don't yeah. see it uh, dropping or anything. I mean, uh, honestly, if I'm gonna think about like my favorite thing about Tulsa as far as trying to play music in Tulsa, it's that rent is really cheap. <laughs> there yeah. are some decent jobs here. You can make money and you can tour. Whereas if I go to an expensive city and try to play music, I'm just working my ass off to make rent mm-hmm. uh, and I can't play music. I can't get good at music. I only have to work like 30 hours a week here mm-hmm. and still pay all my bills, even though I have student loan payments to make as well. So I think that's like a really, like a weirdly overlooked but important thing about like having your personal music flourish is the fact that you have the time to do it. That you're yeah. not like a slave to yeah. your rent in order <laughs> yeah. to make it happen. Like people in LA, unless they're lucky and like have a really cool rent situation or a good job, uh, are just working their butts off every single day um, to make rent. And then they're trying to like also do their whatever dream they want to come true, like LA or New York or any big city. Um, and it's just cool that in Tulsa, you don't have to, <laughs> you don't have to struggle as much. It's like a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's obviously not like, the same amount of connections or just like energy or like so many people doing the same thing you're doing but mm. just <laughs> it's a lot easier to do what you want to do and be good at it well it's like in the post-internet era like how much do you yeah. need to be like at that Nashville singer-songwriter night yeah. yeah or in that one bar in LA when the A&R rep is totally gonna come around and see you, you yeah know? yeah the internet does a lot of that work for you um so that's pretty freaking cool mm-hmm. you're in your room telling me about the Tulsa weird that is a good story it's a little off I guess it's a little bit off topic tell the abridged <laughs> version I'll tell the abridged version so when we went and saw Broken Bells uh, when they came here I love Broken Bells um, great band my one of our buddies that me and my roommate had gone with uh, they thought his wife was very cute and so what there was someone that had gone out and was like trying to find people to like come party with them after, and so he was like, "Hey, do you want to come party with us later?" And she mm-hmm. was like, "Yeah, I do. I'm gonna bring my husband." He's like, "Okay, you know." <laughs> so um, little did they know they were gonna really like both of them a lot. They were totally cool people, and they got the Hunt Club to open up for a little after party with just Broken Bells. So I got a text saying, hey, come to the hunt club. You know, I show up and holy crap, there's Broken Bells there. Like, there's Mm. Danger Mouse, right? And so, like, a bunch of girls, like, come over and they're, like, talking.
you know, that's right. I feel like, oh, man, I'm feeling pretty cool, you know. <laughs> and it, like, turns out they thought I was gay. And uh, <laughs> Wait, wait. You didn't know that? Yeah, oh, okay. no, they, they thought me and my roommate were gay. And they were coming over and, like, asked us all these, like, I didn't hear this. I didn't hear no, this yeah. part. Like, I thought I was totally like, you know, I came in, I'm cock blocking danger mouth. It's like, no, no, they thought we were a cute gay couple. And, um, <laughs> so, so, like, I, like I'm kind of just trying to meet people. I'm actually doing terrible at it. You and Walter would be cute. I know, right? We're adorbs. But, like, so I'm trying to, like, do my, like, awful version of networking. You know, I'm really just, like, a scared fish in a big pond, but it's the little hunk club. And, um, and I hear my... I hear a really familiar voice uh, arguing about 80s music at the jukebox. And I look over, and my, my best friend, my roommate, who I'm not gay with, not that there's anything wrong with that, <laughs> um, is over talking to uh, James, James Marcer of the Shins and Broken Bells, and they're having, like, they're yelling at each other about what songs were good, you know? It's, um, it's like... It's like, Lita Ford? What are you going to get Lita Ford for? And it's like, Lita Ford's great. What are you talking about? So that was the time I saw my roommate get in a fight with James Mercer about, <laughs> about the music. 80 songs. <laughs> and it was also mistaken as a gay couple and thought that I had, you know, cock-blocked Danger Mouse. But... I love this story. <laughs> it's a great time. It's the, that's the abridged version. There's more it's stuff a... that happened, but that's really the highlight. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they were both so blackout drunk that they don't remember that. No, no, Danger Mouse was totally cool. He was, like, really chill. He was just, like, mm-hmm. kind of sitting at his own table, like... I heard he was a little aloof. I felt like he was an aloof and mysterious artist. Ah, uh, yeah. That's really cool. guy. He was a total tortured soul. That's cool. James Mercer's tortured hey, that wall. Dark Knight is a soul. Danger Mouse sparked the hard time. Bro. I don't know if she's <laughs> My phone to... died. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. George's phone. Sorry. No worries. Yeah. Um, is there any inspirations that you guys have um, that have inspired you to music? I meant the dog. Oh, that's what your music's all about. St. Bernard's, man. Something about that just inspires me to write a song. Slobbering. Not yeah. 12 year olds. <laughs> <laughs> um, any inspiration is probably music. Uh, I mean, I think this might sound a little weird, um, and it might, uh, might be a little like a bad reason. I think. Uh, our parents, probably all of our parents told us, you can do whatever you want to do, little old buddy. Whatever you set your heart to do, you can do it. The world's your oyster. You know? Uh, Ugh, and I know that all of our parents really talk like that. Yeah, yeah that's how <laughs> I, I was raised by tiny children. <laughs> uh, little cool. elves. Tiny I was raised by here. elves. Um, but, I mean, Keep I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know if are, you know, the generation before us, or our parents, you know, were raised saying, you can do whatever you want, you know, it's like during, you know, right after the Great Depression or something, I don't know. How old uh, are your parents, <laughs> They're very old. <laughs> it's older than yours. They're really old, or I'm really bad at history. No, no I'm just, I'm just, I mean, 
the they were growing up in the Roaring Twenties. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my my parents. They had it fought in the Civil War. <laughs> my parents, right before they had me, like went through the eighties and like things were doing like pretty hot economically leading up to that in the 90s were doing pretty well so they were like hey you can do whatever you want um and then 2000s dropped and they were like oh uh, what? 2008 financial crisis yeah so i don't know like if that sounds weird to say it inspires me like man that inspired me to you know but like my parents told me i could do whatever i wanted and i didn't really think much about when i was in middle school or high school or college I didn't think much about like how I'm gonna provide for a family or, you know, um, pay the bills. Like that was my parents were never like, "Hey, you need to make sure that you have a steady job and you can handle life in America, taking care of children and bringing up children." Like they were never like very serious about that. They just wanted me to do what I wanted to do. Um, so as far as inspiring, I mean like whether that's positive or whatever kind of inspiration that just I mean that's why I'm doing it like they told me I could do it and I'm doing it and I'm fine like I'm happy that I'm doing it um so I mean I definitely could not raise children and pay for them in this world I have no money to raise a child (laughs) raise a 12 year old <laughs> Disclaimer number three. No. <laughs> um, but but I mean I'm <laughs> I'm very happy. So I'm <laughs> I'm doing what I want to do. Um, so I mean whatever that's worth. <clears throat> mine's like mine's almost the opposite. To be honest, like don't get me wrong, my parents are supportive of me and they come to shows and stuff and they they always want to know what's going on so they mm-hmm. talk to us through stuff but like my parents my parents are the the kind of people that are like you know um, basically my other siblings have actual jobs like I I uh like I, I work at a bank during the day actually um Ooh, proper job proper job <laughs> they got proper jobs um and like my my brother is like pretty high, like higher up in Gold's gym, and then my other brother's a police officer. Um, but they have like they have you know forty hour a week real jobs, um, and I think it's like when my parents kind of see that I'm really working towards something that's not a conventional like nine to five. Um, they I think I think it comes from a good place because I think they might be a little bit. Like, all right, well, it's really hard to make it in that industry. And I'm like, oh, like, I, I, I know that. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And I think they, they're just definitely looking out for what's, what's best for me, and they always have been. But, um, you know, I've, like I said, they always support me and stuff. But I've, I'm, I'm a little bit different than my other brothers and stuff like that. And so it doesn't come from as much of a place of inspiration-wise. It doesn't come from much of a place of, like, um, oh, like, my parents say I can be anything I want, but uh, it comes more from a place of, like, I don't want to, like I said earlier, I don't want, like, a nine-to-five. I want to do something interesting, and I want kind of more of, like, an adventure of a life, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And I remember very, very um, distinctly there was a conversation I had with my parents when I was in high school. I was probably a sophomore or junior, and we were, we were out doing something. I was riding home in the car with them. 
Um, and they were talking about like the fact that like you know it seems like you know your generation is um, a little more okay with you know not making six figures a year and not having a big family that they can take to Disney World and stuff like that. And this is this is a conversation I had with my parents. It's like I we all grew up like for the most part. Um, I mean at least myself and I I think Aaron um, at least grew up pretty well off. I don't I don't mean to like. I don't know if you guys did too. Caleb <laughs> was of a lower class. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, like, we, no, we, yeah. we, I mean, we, I didn't have a house at one point, <laughs> but most of the time we were well off. I mean, except, I've never... except for that one period where we were homeless, which I'm not joking about, but yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit, really? Yeah, I was homeless for a little bit, but like half homeless, like not real homeless. Oh, okay. Halfway homeless. Well, how, just how like, did you become halfway homeless? Well, like, we just, you know, defaulted on our mortgage. And we lived in our friend's trailer for like a week or two. But like, we had, my dad still had a job and we got a, but yeah. Um, Josh anyway. Metal. Art together and being creative. On title? Exclusively on title. No. Are we, are <laughs> no. we on title? No, we're not. On, I don't think we're on title. Um, unless Sorry, Jay-Z. Is it Jay-Z that does, owns that? It is. I, I don't know. I just know he's on title. I don't know. They've had like eight CEOs, so... <laughs> <laughs> like, Everyone's title. a CEO. That's a real joke. You're a CEO. You're a CEO. Everyone's a CEO. Eight or twelve? I don't know. Jeez. I was just throwing it up. Because I, I think you guys are an amazing band, and I think Thank you guys are awesome. Thank you. So, Thank you for having us on the Loki podcast. Yeah, it's You're great welcome. being on. Yeah. Just putting up with I think we're on the Thor wow. podcast next week. <laughs> what? The, what? The, the Thor? The Loki and uh, <laughs> We're done! We're done on that note! Loki Loki for life! Hey guys, and thanks again for to us. And one more song on t-shirt. Guys, that's it from Loki Land. Keep it nice, keep it easy, keep it low-key.